0: the leaning in leadership podcast is presented to you by olivet nazarene university and shine.fm this is a place to lean in to good leadership practices through conversations with great leaders lean in and listen close as your host dr carlos lonberger discusses a wide variety of leadership topics to encourage equip and empower your leadership Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this month's episode of the Leaning In Leadership Podcast. We are excited you're here and uh, listening again this month. I'm really excited for our guest this month is Liz Heyman. Hey, Liz, how are you doing? Thanks for being here.
1: Great. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks for having me.
0: We're going to jump right in and talk about a lot of things in particular that Liz does with her leadership development group. She is the founder of the Highline Leadership Development Group. And she has had about 20 years of ministry experience. She's from the Bourbonnais area with two boys and her husband, Eric. And we're going to talk about a very specific tool that Liz uses with her development group and in her consulting with different teams. I first heard about Liz through my wife, Kristen, and her team using Liz and uh, her resources to better connect their work together. So Liz, today we we're, we're going to talk about your five voices tool and resource. Explain, if you would, the, the basic concept of this team understanding, team building leadership resource.
1: Yeah, Thanks. I love the five voices. It's something that's not just a tool, but it is a concept that really changed my life, changed my relationships, and has been so sticky, if you will. Once I learned it, it really just, uh, the principles and and the insights that it provided really helped me and were easy to retain. So isn't that what we always want in learning? Something that's easy to retain and recall and apply to our lives. So yeah, Um, the five voices was developed out of, and BTI or myers brigg theory, but it presents the information or those 16 personality types in sort of a repackaged or simplified way. Like myers brigg it, it does involve an assessment and that assessment gives us our voice order, if you will, how we present all five voices. And having that information and having that insight unlocks the door of self-awareness for us. It provides understanding of what it's like to be on the other side of me. You know, you ever have those conversations with somebody and you walk away and you're like, Ooh, what did they just experience? I'm not, I'm not quite sure how I came off or, um, you know, how they received that or how they took that. But the inside of, of the five voices starts to give us a better picture of what it's like to be on the other side of us. And that's not only helpful, But it also can be a launching pad into better communication. Because if we understand what it's like to be on the other side of ourselves, then we can make some adjustments, adaptations, and understand other people's personalities and voice orders in a way that allows us to communicate more effectively.
0: One of those key pieces, uh, you know, because... You and I have now worked together for the various teams in my department and worked through this whole process of assessment and finding voice order for my teams. And it's really helped to give us kind of a shared language to understand how I function, how you function, and how we function together.
1: 100%. And um, shared language is a really big part of all the leadership tools that I use in coaching and consulting. Because one, when we have shared language we have more effective communication, right? So if if you're speaking Portuguese and I'm speaking Chinese, you know, it's gonna create a challenge. If a certain word means something to you and has certain connotations to you and it means something different to me, we're going to have some underlying tension perhaps or even misunderstanding because we don't have a shared language. But when we can learn the five voices and what each voice means and represents then we can start to understand each other, each other's perspectives a little bit more and have a shared language to move forward. It takes some of the conversation from a very personal and maybe even defensive posture to a more objective, productive place.
0: We're going to get into a very 30,000 foot high level view <laughs> of each voice. I get that you can get really deep into each individual voice, but you mentioned something that I kind of want to set up that conversation with, and that's the idea of a voice order. You're not mm-hmm. solely and only one voice, right? Mm-hmm. You're, it's a matter of what is your primary and kind of unpack that for us a little bit.
1: We all have a voice, that a voice order, and it's made up of the same five voices, right? But we access them. We operate in them differently. So Carlos, I know, for example, that you are a connector voice, right? That's your primary voice. It's very easy for you to access. It's your unconscious competence. You don't even have to think about it. You bring all those qualities to the table. It's your best. And you bring it very, very naturally. Whereas connector is going to be one of my bottom voices. Okay. And I can access that when I need to, but it's not going to come off as naturally. It's going to be very much a learned behavior. And it's probably going to be more draining for me too. Um, You know, there's only so long that I can operate in that without kind of pulling back and getting back to my, my natural tendencies and my natural voice order. We all can access all five voices, but we have them in different measures in our life. Some are more natural than the others, and then they fall into different orders for each of us. And that top voice, that number one voice is important to to identify and to get right because it acts as the filter for all the other voices. So somebody who is a guardian nurturer voice is going to sound different than somebody who's a nurturer guardian second voice because... Everything you experience goes through and communicate goes through the filter of that first voice.
0: It's interesting. And as we start now to talk about the individual voices and some of those general characteristics of those, it's interesting how much the difference of order really can impact. It makes a big difference.
1: 100%. Yeah. And also, you know, we're not robots. You wire this person this way and this person this way, and that's how they're going to operate. Our voice and the experience of what it's like to be on the other side of us is made up of our nature, our personality wiring, right? Nurture and choice. So nurture being our upbringing, our historical experiences and stuff, and then choice being the things that we've chosen to work on to adjust, things like that. So Mm -hmm. all of that is going to shape what it's like to be on the other side of us and bring unique nuances to the voice order So just because you have one voice order and the person standing next to you may have the same voice order, you're going to have some overlapping similarities. There's going to be some common threads of the way you perceive the world, of the way you make decisions on whether you're focused in the present or the future. But you're also going to show all the signs, marks of your life history and the efforts that you've made to develop yourself and different experiences you've had.
0: It's a great way to know and assess yourself and the people on your team that you're leading. We've talked about other assessments and person. you and I have about other personality frameworks and things like that that are often used to peg other people, you know, and we have to be careful about those kinds of things and mm-hmm. using it as a weapon against, you know, a teammate or something like that, but understanding who you are first and mm-hmm then uh, understanding the nature of your team is a huge positive to this resource and framework, I guess, if you will. Give us an overview. What are the five voices and what do they actually mean?
1: Sure. There's five voices and they all vary in what they bring to the table, the things that they tend to champion and value deeply and the skill set sometimes that they represent. And also the impactfulness of their voice varies. What I mean is their presence in the room. Some are going to have a much more assertive voice in the room and in the discussion than others. And so it's helpful to be aware of that as you're growing in your own self-awareness that you know if you need to tone things down or lean in a little bit more with confidence and speak up to share your perspective and your your thoughts on the discussion, right? We'll start with the first voice, nurturer. The nurturer voice is the quietest or least assertive of all the voices in the room. They are the champions of people, relational harmony, and just values in general, maybe the organizational values or their personal values. That's how they're gonna make decisions based on people and values. They are very much a present-oriented voice. So they're going to be focused on solving problems and caring for the people right here in front of them. Again, this is a 30,000 foot overview, right? But we'll, we'll go on to the next one. The next one's the broad creative- General
0: terms, right? Yeah,
1: real broad strokes here. The creative voice, And many people like to say, I'm I'm not, I can't be the creative voice. I'm not, I'm not artistic. I don't do pottery. I don't do photography. I don't do whatever it is. Right. And I just had somebody say that to me this morning. I never saw myself as a creative, but that's not really at all what it means. And this person was actually really encouraged and affirmed to hear that the way that she thinks in future terms and the way that she problem solves, thinks creatively about problem solving about possibilities and all that could come in the future is part of her creative voice. So the creative voice is the champion of future ideas, right? They're innovators. Another thing about them that they champion is this idea of organizational integrity, that alignment between who we say we are and who we are in reality is really important to them. They want to make sure that that matches up. And if it doesn't, there are are going to be a voice that reminds the team, hey, we say we're all about this. Let's make sure we're living that out. Let's make sure we're serving our people in that way. The creative voice is the second least assertive voice in the room. They tend to be, you know, on the quiet side. And sometimes that's because they feel misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Um, They have such grand ideas uh, in their mind and so many different things going on. They have like these conceptual blueprints of ideas and visions that they're creating, problem solving that they're doing in their mind. But to get it all out in a real clear, linear way can sometimes be a challenge. And so they feel misunderstood and sometimes will not always uh, speak up in a meeting because they don't feel like people hear them, mm. right? But if we, we can work with creatives and, and ask lots of questions, we'll get some amazing insight from them and uh, their contributions to the team are really, really valuable. The creatives are future-oriented voices, as you could imagine, because that's what they're, they're dreaming up. So unlike the nurturer voice, they're future-oriented. The guardian voice Now, this voice is is getting a little bit more assertive. You're going to hear the guardian in the room. Uh, They're going to speak up when they need to and make their thoughts and contributions known. The guardians are champions of due diligence, of resources and stewarding them well, Mm -hmm. and of efficient systems and processes. They're very systematic and logical. They're also present-oriented. So these people are those team members that are, Fixing the problems that exist today here in the room, the ones right in front of them, from a very systematic, logical way. They can actually even separate themselves a little bit from personal sentiment and maybe other people on the team in order to make the best decision for the organization or what they see as the most sustainable decision for the long-term health of the organization. So that's the guardian voice. They're the person in the room that's always asking the hard questions and wanting to really test the plan. Is that, uh, that the
0: person that's the, always asking, but how are we going to pay for it? You know, that's 100%
1: we're
0: we going to actually make this happen
1: because they're not only asking the hard questions, but they're stewarding their resources. They exactly. may have their, their hands on the checkbook or the purse strings too. And they want to make sure you're not going to waste their time or their money. Guardians love pilot projects for that reason. Okay, well, here's 20 bucks. You try it and then let me know how it goes. Exactly.
0: And you said guardians are more present focused as opposed to (laughs) creatives that are a little more future oriented, correct?
1: They are. They are. They are present focused. I think some guardians would probably say, well, what I'm doing today is for the future. If I guard these resources well, if I put systems in place, it's for the future, but it very much starts today. Whereas future oriented people are gonna start with the big vision and work backwards. That makes sense. The next voice is the connector voice. You're going to know the connectors in the room. Okay. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: a bit familiar with this one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? What's, uh, when I asked you guys to rate your voices red, yellow, green, I think you said what's greener than green, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. The connector voice. You're going to know that they're in the room, very social voice. They are champions of relational networks collaboration and effective communication okay connectors love getting to know people hence the connector Amen. they even enjoy connecting people to other people in ways that can be really helpful. Oh, you should get to know so-and-so, you know, you might be going through the checkout line at the grocery store, asking somebody how their day is. And exactly. they say, well, it's good, but you know, I was looking to buy a car and immediately your thought goes, who do I know that's looking to buy a car, looking to sell a car that's in their budget. You know, you're trying to connect people right away.
0: I always have a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> Whatever the situation is, whatever the need is, I'm like, I know a guy. I, I know Carlos. Know- she
1: should have been my Long Island brother, you know. I know <laughs> a guy. Yeah, definitely. So connectors, definitely, they kind of have this mental Rolodex of all the people they know. They have social media accounts with, you know, three to 5,000 people on their personal account. Yep. Their friendships do not have a half-life. They just pick up with people right where they left off. Mm-hmm. And because of that broad network of people that they know... They really do always know a guy just like you said. They yeah. they always, you know, do you know somebody who's got miniature ponies that would ride 16-year-olds backwards? Yeah, I know a guy. Of, course. Kids. <laughs> of course. And really that's one of the contributions that they bring to the table, both this energy around um, ideas that they're excited about and they they're great at communicating that idea and getting other people excited about it too it almost feels a little salesy but it's not it's just when connectors are excited about something you're going to know and they're going to try to get you excited about it too and then they're going to want to collaborate on this idea on this vision they're super excited about working with other people Uh, winning together is better than winning alone for them And then they bring to the table this wealth of connections around the world that can help make visions become reality, right?
0: (laughs) You might as well have just written, read my personal profile here because every time I take any assessment, whatever the language is that it's used to categorize this particular person, I Mm. am abundantly and imbalancedly (laughs) <laughs> this category, right? Uh-huh. It's where I fall every time. And yeah. basically everything you just said about a connector described me. Yeah. Now, I feel like I know myself better.
1: Great. And then you can respond better, right? We know ourselves to lead ourselves. That's, that's, that's the cool. way. So you can bring your best and all those awesome things we just mentioned. I also am not necessarily bringing some of the uh, potential pitfalls of each of these voices, right? At this time, but you know them and you know how you can adjust and and calibrate your approach to teamwork and people and all sorts of stuff in a way that actually minimizes those potential pitfalls and increases your influence with others, right? The fifth and final one is the pioneer voice. Now the pioneer voice is the most assertive voice in the room. It can at times be dangerously assertive. And so there is a challenge there and pioneers need to be aware of that, aware of dominating decision-making or intimidating others because of their assertiveness, just so that there can be a healthy team dynamic among all the voices. But the pioneers are champions of strategic vision. They're results focused and they have amazing problem-solving skills. The pioneers are very confident voices they look at something they look at a vision and says well well who says we can't yeah. why wouldn't we try this right let's do it you know uh, overwhelming confidence there and then they also have that strategic vision side to them that helps them to see how to get there what are, what are the hurdles we have to clear the rocks we have to hop to get across this and get to the land of the vision right that we really want to be in and make that a reality And they're probably not going to stay there very long (laughs) because they're so future-oriented and so strategic, they're going to want to move on to the next vision and the next uh, problem that they can solve and keep bringing that contribution to the world. But that's what they do. And it's the gift that they give the team. And they're ones that carry us into the future as future-oriented voices. They continue to carry us into the future in a way that's not just kind of ambiguous or loose mm-hmm. at this loose idea they really kind of put an arrow to it and shoot the arrow right into the future. Now, would
0: this be the category of people that might unfortunately get titled bulldozers?
1: Sure, 100% because if we don't act with Mm self-awareness. We just act with what's comfortable to us and what we uh, see from our perspective. uh, We can run people over very, very, very easily. And that is most true of the pioneer. I had one client who was a pioneer voice and they were tired of going into meetings and having conversation for 45 minutes to help everybody catch up to speed with their vision of what should happen. <laughs> and they were like, I really don't have to walk into the last 15 minutes of, right. of the conversation when we start delegating jobs and, and go after it. Right. But she knew that she really actually did have to be in the meetings. And so she took up knitting, which I think is hilarious. It's a very patient practice for her, but she took up knitting during the meetings so that she was doing something productive in that first 45 minutes while everybody kind of caught up to what she already knew that they should do strategically. It's so funny
0: because my assistant and associate director is very much a pioneer. She wants to stay in that lane all the time. I mean, not all the time. She understands relationships, but it's funny sometimes in our team meetings, how we'll get often because of me derailed and sidetracked onto some other tangential topic that leads to this and that. And next thing you know, we're not even talking about the same thing we were talking, we started off discussing. And she'll reach over and tap my elbow, you know, be like, hey, focus, focus. (laughs) We need to come back and get some, we've got things to do. There's stuff to be done. Let's, let's get back on task kind of thing. So, okay. So let's run over these real quick, kind of one sentence summary of each of them. Pioneer
1: is... Champion of strategic vision, results, focused solutions, and problem-solving. And connector. They have the champions of relational networks, collaboration, and effective communication. Guardian. Good job. Guardian. Champions of due diligence, resources, that sense of effective systems and processes, right?
0: I'm, I'm going to see if I can get them all correctly in order. And then creative.
1: Uh-huh. The creative uh, is the champion of future ideas. Innovation, they're constantly creating things in their mental space, and, and then, then organizational n- integrity.
0: And then nurturer.
1: They are the champions of people and relational harmony and values. They are the soothing balm in the organization.
0: <laughs> they're the peacemakers, right? They're, they're they, the they going very much to can sure be, uh, okay.
1: yeah, fill a bit of a peacemaker role there, helping ease tension and friction between people.
0: It's interesting to see how. In particular, my wife and her team have grown as they work through this process, how they've learned more about how and why they see the world differently. But it's also it's also not just something that is applicable to teams you lead, but also any relationship you have. Kristen, my wife, and I we often find ourselves talking about, well, she'll be dealing with someone and, and she'll ask me, Okay, they're a connector you're a connector. So what do I do about this? And finding ways to kind of process through uh, mm-hmm. some of those things, even within our, uh, our own marriage relationship too. Have you and your husband, Eric, had any long discussions about what your voice orders are?
1: 100%. So we learned the five voices originally in the context of a discussion about marriage. He was sitting down and talking to some different couples about this and had us go through and rate our voices and we were kind of smirking and cracking up the whole time because they were so spot on. Right. And that night, we like to say that night started a new chapter in our marriage and we didn't know it at that moment because it takes a while to start unpacking the insights that are available through the five voices and then applying them to your relationship and implementing the shared language. But as we started to do that over the the months that followed, we could see ourselves growing. We could see ourselves referring back to the shared language of the five voices rather than maybe using a more accusatory tone (laughs) with one another. You're always this, or you're always that. And, you know, instead it's like, okay, your guardian's really showing right now. And uh, can you think like a guardian right now? Or, you know, different things like that. So it really helped us because we are what we like to call nemesis voices. Eric is a, a connector creative and I am a guardian nurturer. So we are exact opposites in the way we think and process and make decisions. And as you can imagine in marriage, that can create a lot of conflict. And why don't you think like me? Why don't you think like me? What do you mean you you thought this would be a good idea? I don't think that's a good idea.
0: I never you know, kind of
1: like idea. yeah. We kind of rode that cycle for for I don't know, thirteen years or whatever. And it's not that it's not that it never comes up anymore. But what happened was once we learned our primary voices and we learned what it was like to be on the other side of us. I know that for me, I learned to chill. (laughs) I learned to practice some more tone and tact. I learned that not everybody in the world thinks systematically Mm -hmm. and I might have to explain things a little bit more. I learned that I'm not as good at connecting with people as maybe I thought I was and definitely not as good as my husband is. And I learned that our family needs his future oriented thinking to take us down the road to know where we should be headed. And and to dream big because that's not my natural tendency. And so as we learn those things about ourselves and one another, we were able to, if if you'd imagine like um, two pieces of a cog or or something, I can't think of a great analogy right now, but you know, (laughs) you keep hitting each other and you have to turn those pieces just a little bit until they fit and then they fit in like a puzzle, right? For us, we just kind of kept clashing. You don't see it my way. You don't see it. And neither one of us was willing to bend or knew that we needed to bend or, or shift our, our approach a little bit. And once we did, then we started inviting each other's differences rather than resenting each other's differences. Mm-hmm. And that's when things can really kind of become synergistic because you're, you're making, whether it's your spouse or friendship or family member or team, you know, your professional team, you're making each other better through bringing different, unique bests to the table.
0: I remember even after our first session, Mm -hmm. my team uh, and our first session with you, just shortly after I heard two of my team members talking to one another and one of them said to the other, I think this is an area where my connector is crossing with your pioneer Mm -hmm. and you need to kind of figure this out a little bit. So it was really neat to see it I mean, it didn't take uh, but a few minutes and they were already kind of discussing those things in those terms. So it was really neat. Yeah. Well, Liz, this is incredible information. And like we said at the beginning, this is just a very high level, 30,000 or more foot view of some stuff that can get really pretty deep into even just what the different order of voices that you may have will actually play in. So that is something that if you're listening today and you like this, I have to highly recommend that you check out more information and uh, more of the resources available through Liz and the Highline Leadership Development Group. Liz, how do we find out more about you and what you do and the five voices? Where can we find that information?
1: Sure, thanks. Yeah, definitely I encourage people to dive in deeper with the five voices. You won't regret it. You need to find out what your weapon system is, right? So I'll leave you hanging there. Every voice has a weapon system. Go find out what it is. You can do that by reading the book, The Five Voices by Kubitschek and Cochran, or You can go online and take the five voices assessment for yourself and get tons of free resources about uh, your voice order. There'll be some videos you can watch and stuff that will be really insightful. And we'll put the link for that. I think in the show notes, one more thing is like, if people want to find out, Hey, I don't want to just know my voice order. I want to know my team's voice order then I highly encourage people to reach out to me or uh, sign up for a Five Voices Bootcamp. Carlos, you and your team did that. And I think
0: that was was great. great.
1: Good, good. So yeah, so people can uh, reach out to me about arranging a free Five Voices Bootcamp virtual workshop. And they can just do that. Liz at Highline-LDG.com. That dash is a hyphen. Liz at highline ldg.com,
0: and we'll put that information, the website, in the description for this episode of the podcast. Like I said, I highly recommend that you look into more of these resources. My wife and I watched some of the videos of the different voice orders, and it was spooky, accurate, and incredibly insightful and uh, extremely helpful. So, Liz. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you liked this content on the Leaning In Leadership podcast, make sure that you share and like it wherever you find your podcast content. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find us anywhere you consume your podcast content and share the word spread the spread the good news and what we are talking about here because remember whenever you are a leader you're not just in the people business your business is people have a great day thank you for listening to this episode of the leaning in leadership podcast from olivet nazarene university and shine.fm if you enjoy this episode please comment on it rate it and share it wherever you stream your content You can follow Leaning In Leadership on social media and watch for upcoming episodes released the first Thursday of every month.